Hello, and welcome to This Changes Everything. My name is Larry Jeannie, and I'll be your host as we explore an approach to education that redefines the very purpose of schools, to train students to become responsible and self-directed learners, and to prepare them to live fulfilling and productive lives. My guest today is Joan Gallagher. She's the Science Department Director at Niles North High School and is the co-author of two remarkable books, Whole Class Inquiry, Creating Student-Centered Science Communities, and Teaching Inquiry-Based Chemistry. These books lay out an approach to science education that invigorates and engages students and replaces the dry transmission of scientific facts with the experience of actually doing science and learning to communicate the results. On a personal note, a big part of why this podcast exists is that Joan and I have had a series of thought-provoking conversations, and after the last one, she said that it would be great if we could share them somehow. So here we are. The conversation you're about to hear explores what it takes to keep your balance and even thrive while living with a relentless pace and ever-increasing pressures placed on teachers. We talk about a number of topics, including liberating oneself from the day-to-day stresses, the nature of good management, living honestly while working in institutions, and teaching students how to speak truth to power. I hope you'll enjoy listening to it as much as I did participating in it. Here then is our conversation. So, you know, we can, mm-hmm. I'll delete anything which oh, is whatever. irrelevant or, you know. Or not, would not get me in trouble point. with my teachers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I hope that no matter what my last few years are in terms of my position, that I will have that mentality Yeah. to continue to yeah. dive in. Yeah. I think that's admirable. For me, the last two or three years was sort of um, a, a crescendo. It was like it, it, it just be, kept getting more and more free. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I laughed more my last year of teaching than I had at any point oh, in my career. My gosh, that's I had great. better working relationships with my students by far mm-hmm. that last year. Mm-hmm. And there was something so poignant about it for them as well as me mm-hmm. um, because we'd freed ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just, it was liberation. Mm-hmm. Ed Leadership, the magazine, has uh, an online request for, and, and the theme is burnout. And oh, so wow. I, I've already k- kind of sketched out what I want to, what I want to write for that. But but oh, I look forward to yeah, seeing. Yeah, the the you know the option to burnout is liberation, and redefining your working relationship and redefining um, why you do what you do mm-hmm. is how you free yourself. Yeah. And yeah. getting out of the old game, getting out of the old ruts, the old uh, habits of mind. And just shaking that up yeah. is is exhilarating. It can't be. Yeah. Can, you know, it, if you're not simultaneously too, too exhausting <laughs> and rewarding, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing about the last the last couple of years uh, of my career uh, were also the easiest of my career uh-huh. because, and, and partly it's it's the, it's the same topic that a, as the rapport with my students kept getting um, stronger, um, I could hand more things over mm-hmm. and uh, allow the, 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 the power to, to shift from the front of the room to the whole room. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, that made my life easier. And by then, I'd worked out all these things about self self evaluation, and mm -hmm. you know, I was just handing things over left and right. Yeah. And it and you know, it may look like an abdication of duty to the from the outside, <laughs> but but what happened was I had a more and more active group of people who learned way more. I mean, mm -hmm. there's no doubt about yeah. it. They absorbed more because they were absolutely uh, responsible right. for what was going on in their mm -hmm. lives in this room. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it got easier. And you got them to a point where they knew that to be true. They weren't yeah. playing a game. Oh, because yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it absolutely was true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, so yeah. uh, how is it, this career is a long one teaching is yeah. because you, you every interaction you have could potentially be a lifelong memory with yeah. a student yeah every interaction yeah so if I think about the interactions of teachers I had years ago um, all of the ones I remember are there was something very personal about it sure either I, there was some aha moment in terms of content something yeah. clicked I still remember the moment the mole made sense yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> I was yeah. really young yeah and then other, it was an interaction with a teacher who was trying to help me or process something with me that had nothing to do with class. Yeah. Um, yeah, and exactly. I've been, I've been talking to teachers about the fact that this is why it feels so draining, because you really are giving a piece of yourself that is forever, yeah. potentially, yeah. in the mind and heart of somebody else. And what do you do to take care of yourself? Yeah. That, that's a big... And if you start to practice that... Yeah. It also becomes part of your classroom. All of those things about, you know, turning that over to the kids and them being in a space where it's it's coming, it's intrinsic. They yeah. know that they have control over what's happening in terms yeah. of their learning. Yeah. They also have to know the other pieces. How do you yeah. take care of yourself over time? Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. And and I think the unless there's an emotional context for what we're mm -hmm. doing in the room, mm -hmm. it doesn't it, it, it rarely has a lot of meaning. Mm -hmm. Emotions are what makes things, anything meaningful. Mm -hmm. And so if you're doing this as, a, as an abstract you know, transfer of content from this brain to that brain, or from this textbook to that, that brain, um, and, and it doesn't have the emotional significance, it doesn't feel like anything, mm -hmm. it doesn't stick. Right. You know, that's, yeah. what, that's, that's what makes the thing, that's the storyline that makes it a narrative in your life that makes it real mm -hmm. in your life and and you're right that can be draining but I think the most draining thing about teaching is being in a state of reaction to what kids are doing yeah mm -hmm. somebody says something you react somebody yeah. says something and uh, you know there's some somebody did a study mm -hmm. I think it was 3,000 interactions a day most yeah. teachers have yep. the average mm -hmm. teacher has mm -hmm. it's you know it's staggering mm -hmm. and to be able to combine that level of interaction with a kind of dispassionate, you know, not to react to somebody who's doing something that you don't want them to do, mm -hmm. frees you not only to be able to act in a way that might be able to help them, mm -hmm. more likely to help them, but it also prevents you from internalizing mm -hmm. the, 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 the struggle mm -hmm. and carrying it home with you. I was talking to somebody last well week. Well said. You yes. Know, and, I just and had somebody, a conversation about this today. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, what do you remember when you go home? Mm -hmm. The two kids that you had an interaction with, you, you, you saw 120 yeah. kids, two of them yep. irritated you, mm -hmm. and that's what you take home. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You yep. know, and if you can find a way not to get hooked by that, yes, you know, not to get, re- and and so that's that's a big part of um, of the work is when you're handing over responsibility, you also hand over the requirement that you control people's behavior. Mm-hmm. The culture that we're in controls people's behavior people's behavior and then I'm no longer playing the nagging parent or the mm-hmm. cop or the mm-hmm. judge and jury you know exactly. I'm not throwing the book at somebody you right. know and I can start to see them as they are and, mm-hmm. and, and have some compassion for even the most you know screwed up kid yes. who is acting in the most outrageous manner to, to look at it and say ah that's really interesting mm-hmm. what a screw up mm-hmm. why would anybody choose to act like that mm-hmm. That's the only way you're ever going to be able to actually work with that person, mm-hmm. is to be able to see it that way. If you're busy getting angry sure. mm-hmm. because you've just offended me, right. the deal is off. Because right. that's the topic mm-hmm. from now on. Yeah. My anger at you is what we're talking about from now mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, you can't help the kid when that happens. And it's not sustainable for you. Like right. you said, you take that home every time, right. every day. You're, right. you're incapacitated. That's why people burn out. Mm-hmm. That right there right is there. why people burn out. Yes. Yeah. I, absolutely. The, um, the idea that um, when, if you react to the behavior as opposed to listen or observe it as a message, mm-hmm. it's a, it, they're mm-hmm. speaking to it's you. Information. It just might not be in your language. Yeah, right. Take some time to right. absorb. Right. And, and uh, um, that is, that's not to say you have no bottom line. You have to oh, also be course. the bottom line. Yeah. I was yeah. actually I was sketching out this idea of what the job of a teacher really is. And um, it started with this sentence that... Um, that I woke up with that pedagogy doesn't drive the train. What I do pedagogically isn't what makes things happen. What makes things happen is if I've, so my job instead is to, is to create, is to create a culture and to create the scaffolding for people to drive the train themselves, Mm -hmm. but also to be the bottom line. Because there has to be one. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of schools and in a lot of classrooms, there's no bottom line. Mm-hmm. So a kid who is acting out for whatever reason never actually gets to the point where there's a consequence that's actually meaningful. Mm-hmm. It, right. it, it's, it's a never-ending negotiation of how, how to get through the day with this kid. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to saying... We don't do that here. Mm-hmm. So, so there, there's also mm-hmm. a hard-ass kind of quality to it, mm-hmm. but it's also um, compassionate. At this, so that's the ju- it's a juggling. But that bottom line is rooted in something meaningful in that's the right. first place. That's right. And there has to be some understanding of that. That that's if right. you don't have a conversation of why that bottom line exists, then it's not right. a bottom line anymore. Right. It's, my, it's <laughs> yeah, me. It's, it's yeah. me imposing it's something want. on you. Yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> if it's if we if we've agreed on our a purpose, and that's why I keep coming back to this idea of having a common purpose. So the kids feel like we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. So we have a common purpose. Exactly. If they don't buy that, if they're walking in to get a good grade, uh-huh. and I'm walking in to see that they learn as much of this curriculum as possible, mm-hmm. you know, we're not playing the same game, right. and we're not going to. Um, ever have a common uh, bottom line. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Mm -hmm. So now, because I'm, I'm trying to get as much curriculum into your brain as possible, anything that detracts from that, I have to hit, I have to hit with a hammer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if, if you're going to weasel your way to getting enough points to get the grade that you want, um, you're going to avoid the hammer as best. I mean, you know, we're, we're just dodging each other. Oh my gosh, and it doesn't, yes. it's, it's a never-ending story. Yeah, and it does, it's not conducive to learning. And you can think about all the kids that are now 15, 16, 17 years old who have been very good at that yeah. for so long yeah. that it's, it, that's what they do. Yeah, and, and, and that's why um, changing the rules with honors or AP kids Sometimes it's much harder oh my because gosh. they're so adept yes. at the game. They're so they, you know they've been successful their whole lives. Mm -hmm. It's also true that even they know that it's meaningless, mm -hmm. pretty mm -hmm. much. You know, if if you if you have that conversation, you say, okay, so you do all this stuff, you get A's on the test, you forget it promptly, and then you leave, and next year you go to the next class, and you don't remember. Mm -hmm. you know, 10% of what actually happened that you've got A's on, is that worth doing? Mm -hmm. it, 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 almost without exception, even kids who are really good yes. at it, no, it's not worth doing. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what if we could do something that wasn't that meaningless? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. that? And yeah. you'd still learn about it, and you'd right. still get a good grade. Actually thinking about learning, yeah. and the appropriate grade would follow, and of course. And trust that the grade will follow, yeah. Yes, right. Yeah. That's, I mean, so that's the, that, yeah, it's tough with, with honors kids to get them to believe it. But starting out with the, the question of, is, how's this working for you? Mm -hmm. No, not how it's working, because it's that's working well. well. What does this mean to you? Uh -huh. Is this anything? The, yes. You know, mm -hmm. Is there any there there to this? And they'll be the first to say, no, I'm just, you know. But that's school, you and know. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, not this in is, here. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to change the rules here. Yeah, uh, the first couple of months in an honors chemistry class, those sophomores, particularly most recently, yeah. at, at the end of No Child Left Behind, where the, the kids have been told what and how to think yeah, for yeah. all those years. Yeah, when, not much creativity. When they would get their feedback on their journals, labs, quizzes, mm. tests, and there wasn't a number or a letter. <laughs> I almost lost a few. I yeah. thought they were gonna yeah. like, but what did Wait. I get? I'm yeah. like, well, there's feedback. Yeah. Read it. Yeah. So they got used to that. That this is this is how we do things here. It's that we're giving each other feedback. We're yeah. we're actually how often, how many times have you gotten a piece of paper back that said eight out of ten? And you're like, cool. You didn't ever go back and look at the two out of yeah. ten scenario yeah. of where could I grow? What yeah. did I actually learn? Yeah. And so you've been making that mistake since you were eight. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and, and, and you haven't if cared. You, nothing was meaningful about right. it. Right. And that's true not only for good students, but even more so for oh. students who are struggling because sure. mm -hmm. they don't want anybody to see this mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. It goes to the bottom of the locker as fast as possible, <laughs> you know, right. along with all that other stuff. <laughs> right. And at the end of the year, you throw it in the garbage. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, mm -hmm. so learning from mistakes is not um, part of the vocabulary for either right. camp, you know, because, right. you know, you collect the points and you move on. Mm -hmm. Either you're really good at that or you're not. And if you're not, eh, I don't want to. Yeah. You know, let's just get me through the day. Let's not know. focus on that. No. <laughs> let's focus on the other thing. Yeah. Right. Last two years, 
of teaching for me so far. I, again, hoping to get back in the classroom soon. Yeah. We're at Niles, and they were just terrible <laughs> because I couldn't spend the time needed to nurture that type of environment. Yeah. That yeah. feedback, those con- those meaningful conversations. Yeah. Deciding how to make the the material that yeah. we're discussing relevant. That that's the job for yeah. me. That's yeah, how yeah, I do yeah. the job. And yeah. so, yeah. you know, to, to have to constantly ad-lib was not good for the kids. I feel yeah. so bad about those two years. Yeah. Yeah, so, so what is it when you look back at that that was, um, that you would do differently? What, what well, was it that, that left you feeling not good about it? The thing that was out of my control in terms of the job description, mm. was that I had to be in these two camps. So being the administrator as well as being the teacher. Yeah. Um, I, I'm certain there are people who can do that well. I was Maybe. not. I was not one of them. And yeah. uh, even Amy, my counterpart at the other school, mm-hmm. felt the same way. She and I have talked many times about. For me, I'm just going to speak for me. Yeah. Not for Amy. The amount of focus and attention to getting to know the kids and using that as a part of the trajectory of the class's growth and the mm-hmm. individual's growth mm-hmm. was constantly snapped and having to be restarted because I either had to be away, okay, I'm there yeah. for three days and I have to miss. I'm there for two days and I have to, I missed 20 yeah. days the first semester. Oh, man. Yeah, that, month that's school, problematic. Right? Yeah, that's, t- that's tough. Or it would be, I, I would implement something well in terms of, okay, I understand where the students are. This is, this is uh, something of interest that will have meaning for them. It, yeah. We get to the point where they're presenting or creating, yeah. and I can't be there. Or I get the material and I have a deadline, so the feedback they get is yeah. two weeks later. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. now you can't build on that feedback, that growth that they just went through, in yeah. order to take it to the next step. Yeah. So it was choppy. It was fractured. It was disjointed. Yeah, yeah that that's. I felt uh, it was so easy as well to default into how who I was as a beginning teacher. Because that that's always there. Worksheets, movies, yep. like yep. okay, here yep. we go. This is what we're gonna we're gonna learn this today. Yeah. And it was about the content <laughs> as opposed to who yeah. was in the room. Yeah. And the last piece was uh, the curriculum there. What had just been changed for NGSS? Yeah. It was very structured. Yeah. I don't do well in that at all. Yeah. And I had spent the last ten years creating. Yeah storylines as opposed to chapters or units yeah and i tried to interweave mm. them into so these two systems were together that yeah. just did, they weren't, weren't oil and water yeah, yeah. weren't w- working well with each other at all mm. that sounds like some insurmountable barriers to having mm-hmm. a meaningful mm-hmm. connected experience i suppose when it comes down to it and i <clears> might actually get choked up about this one but mm. i had to choose and I chose my teachers, and I feel terrible, but yeah. I had to. That I yeah. I was asked to take this position, and I knew that their professional growth was 
I was responsible for. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, helping them. Yeah. It, I didn't you know, do it consciously, but no, I, did, yeah, I do no. know that that was the end result of yeah. my work. Well, that's, yeah, and, and the truth is that, in a sense, it's, it's like one of those moral conundrums where you can either damage a few people or, or you can damage a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Because by working with the teachers, I mean, that's, for me, that's the difference between what I'm doing now and what I was doing in the classroom, mm-hmm. which I, I loved as much as anything in my life. I mean, that was just, you know, Same. I loved yes. doing that. What happens now is I don't even see the consequences, but I know what they are. I mean, I go into classrooms every now and then yeah. and see what's going on. But by being able to work with, you know, a dozen teachers, that's, mm-hmm. you know, a thousand students. Right. A couple thousand students, maybe, in the course. And it, it's a more indirect consequence, but it, it's absolutely meaningful. And as an administrator, you know that when you make these decisions that makes a teacher's life harder mm-hmm. or less mm-hmm. meaningful or, mm-hmm. or more, you know, um, pressured, um, that that plays out in the classroom. It, there's no way that doesn't affect, yes. you know, for every teacher, another 120 students uh, right. get a, adversely affected by a decision that you made or didn't make. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a, t- that's a tough moral call. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to put your energy? Mm-hmm. And maybe it shouldn't be one person's job mm-hmm. to try to do both those things. Yeah. I, I literally begged my second year to not teach. And I said, you have... You have no idea how hard for this this is for me to say. I'm a teacher. I, it's yeah. a part of my cellular being. Yes, yes. But I know what damage I'm causing. Yes. Like that is what is, it's harder because it hurts. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, yeah. If, I, if I were somebody who could just be okay with minimal effort in the room of yeah. worksheets and keeping my distance yeah. and allowing the kids to experience the, the content, fine. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know how to do that. No, the and intrinsic so, drive got in the way. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I, I, finally they came up with some scenario where if you have a certain number of t- people that you're responsible for, then you would be um, yeah. removed from the classroom. So that was, okay. it worked out well the last two years. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. That's... I, I think about my daughter in, in teaching now, and she's in a, you know, a school that's very different than, than where I work. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I'm in this administrative position, also having done this racial equity work, the, the, in, the personal yeah. piece of that, that racial yeah. consciousness journey, I'm hoping she's taking care of herself because I know that she's someone who cares very deeply about the people she's around and the the girls that she's teaching are for people who need a lot yeah and i want her to have support i want her to have somebody who yeah. is buffering her yeah. from the things that don't need to be a part of her yeah. concern that yeah. but a lot of times they end up being when you don't have that support right and as a first right. year teacher uh Oh man! I just that's t- I mean, the, the words first year teacher" all alone. by themselves, you know, <laughs> says okay. it all. So there's this distant light mm-hmm. out there in June, mm-hmm. and you know the rest of it's like, yeah. can I yeah. get to that light at the end of the tunnel? Uh huh. Yeah. And it's... for her, I, I, even it is different in that she has to get to a point where they get days off because it's an all year school. 
So it's these <laughs> pockets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. So I, I have no doubt in her strength yeah. and her gifts yeah. for certain. Yeah. Um, but as we've just talked for yeah. the last whatever minutes, yeah. um, it's fatiguing if you don't. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think there are also some, for a lot of people, there are, a lot of teachers, there are um, unintentional self-inflicted wounds mm-hmm. uh, in terms of committing, to, over-committing. You know, that's why I always, when I'm working with people, I always say, y- you have to find the appropriate pace of change mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. If you push too hard, the, the damage that you do to yourself by, by stretching yourself too thin. And then when you fall back on old habits, like you were, you were yeah. talking about, the, the, then you have this, this push and pull with your students who say, but wait, you said you were gonna and now you're not. And you have all this um, struggle about, can I keep the pace up? So, and I think teachers often, you know, set deadlines for themselves that are unrealistic mm-hmm. and then pressure themselves to make those deadlines mm-hmm. when in fact, I did that, I you know, I all, yeah, we yeah. all do it. We you always know, do that, when say, I'm so behind. We, I'm like, behind yeah, what? I, yeah, behind <laughs> what, exactly. Yeah. We've got to have, i got to have them ready for this test on Wednesday, but what? I made that up. <laughs> Exactly. I made that deadline up. Why do I have to, st- yeah. you know? And so every What's now and so then, special I, about Wednesday, <laughs> I wake up and say, "Are you guys ready mm-hmm. to do this? Are we are we close to wrapping yeah. this idea up?" And they'd say, "No." I said, "I'd say, well, let's figure out how much we need to postpone this. Uh-huh. One day, two days. What yeah. do you think?" And uh-huh. we have a conversation. Oh. I say, "Okay, now the schedule. Look, because on my contract, mm-hmm. I'd have a schedule." Mm-hmm. Let's push this back to there and that back to there. <sighs> Let's mm-hmm. go. And, yeah. and you know, right. there's, there's, but it, it requires a, a sense of um, not taking, not taking the curriculum so seriously. Well, for flourishing. One mm-hmm. Because that's if I'm postponing it two days, <clears throat> then that's, that's two days at the end of the year that I'm not going to be able to cover optics. Yeah, cover. Y- you know, cover. Exactly. And, and the, the idea that, I can be flexible about how long it takes us to, to work through this topic mm-hmm. is, you know, you have to really seriously challenge the curriculum transfer model to get there. Mm-hmm. Because when you stop and think about this kid's life 20 years from now, looking back, whether or not I spent these two days at the end of the year covering optics, mm-hmm. as opposed to having this experience where it actually, and they learn something about management. They learn something about having human beings be the, the central topic in management as opposed to the output of something. Beautifully said. Absolutely. You know? That's something that, I mean, we're, we're all suffering from um, a lack of management in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are very few people who are really good at managing mm-hmm. because we don't, most people rise through the ranks to become managers after they've done mm-hmm. something for a while. and. They weren't trained to be in charge of what other people do. Mm-hmm. And so holding that mirror up to teachers and saying, just how we joked with each yeah, other, we used yeah. to say we're behind or what's so yeah, special about yeah, Wednesday. Behind All of what? Things, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So it's really hard to actually see yourself in that as an yeah. educator, particularly one who 
has uh, been titled a good teacher and has a positive impact on students and things like that yeah. to to rewire yourself yeah to it takes an uh, even greater effort I think for somebody who has been in this profession and not just doing it yeah. but re- it is part of who they are and they yeah. really are a positive influence yeah, yeah. on kids Char- charismatic all those things but yeah. the other thing is is how much of that is a reaction to the culture that's been created by the district or the system yeah. of school either one yeah. for instance uh, today uh, and this has happened on multiple occasions a teacher uh, who should have stayed home she was physically ill, was going through all of the things that she would have to justify to a place that made her feel like she needed to be there. Of course, this beautiful person was thinking, how much of this is me? But the majority of it was not. She's like, I, this, there's phone calls, there's emails, there's all these things happening that's making me believe that I need to put myself in physical harm <laughs> and crawl to school. Oh. Um, and then it's yeah. the, okay, well, these CFAs, these yeah. tests that, well, you wrote them. All of this dialogue back and forth between yeah. the system and yeah. the teachers is yeah. toxic. Yeah, and, well, it's, it's um, externalizing. It, mm-hmm. it, takes, it takes motivation and makes what would be a common sense internal decision, like mm-hmm. I'm sick, I'm staying home, mm-hmm. to one where it's the, the, the priorities are established outside of you. Yes. And, and in a sense, uh, when, when teachers uh, act that way and internalize, you know, kind of almost Stockholm syndrome, syndrome-ish, um, where, you know, an administration says, you have to be here, you have to do this and this and this and this, and a person, a, a teacher is in the position of knowing that doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. but, but doing it anyway, mm-hmm. and feeling sort of like a captive in, in a mm-hmm. machine that isn't of their making. There's a quality to it that's it's almost like a student saying, what do I need to do to get an A? You know, there's a kind of, what if I'm a successful teacher, I'm doing what everyone around me expects. That means get covering all the material so that they can take the test mm-hmm. on all the material because that's what this outside system says mm-hmm. is what matters. They should be able to do all these topics at the end of the, at the, end of the semester. If I know that, that students are struggling, if I know that there's this sense of pressure and tension that makes kids not enjoy doing what they're doing, or me for that matter as a teacher, mm-hmm. and I push through it anyway because of this external goal, mm-hmm. Um, I'm ignoring the fact that the most important thing in the room are the human beings in the room. Mm-hmm. It's way more important than the curriculum. Mm-hmm. And that almost always, and just like learning, is more important than teaching. I mean, we built the school so people would learn stuff, not so that people would teach stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not there for teachers. This is true. The, I will say that the analogy of the teacher behaving at like the student saying, what do I need to do to get the A? I, I see that in some spaces. Mm. In other moments, I also recognize that the navigation is much more complex than that. Oh, yeah. It is that this is patriarchal. So yeah. I, I have 
I've learned to navigate the space and sometimes it just sucks. <laughs> it just, uh, this is not how anybody I know in my world would handle this, Yeah. but it exists and there's either going to be repercussions that I don't have time to deal with or yeah. energy to deal with. So right. I, I, of course it's a choice. I, yeah. rec- I see it, yeah. but I have to navigate or it's, uh, people of color having to show up into white spaces because this, okay, we, we follow the rules. We are, you know, bell to bell kind of mentality as opposed yeah. to experience to experience. Yeah. So that navigation becomes, of course we recognize it, but if, I, if I'm going to be accepted or not mm. live in fear, yeah. I don't have a choice. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But I do understand. Like yeah. today, I recognize completely how th- this teacher's choice, I, I absolutely would have done the same thing. Yeah. Because of the people she would have had to answer to yeah. and not wanting to navigate that space. Yeah. There's also, I think, that sometimes there's a need to be able to say, I know what the rule is and I'm not going to do it anyway. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I know what's expected and I'm not going to do that anyway because absolutely. it's the wrong thing. And uh, when you're in the early stages of your career, you can't afford to do that. Mm-hmm. But when you're established, I mean, the last five years of my of my teaching, classroom teaching, um, I pretty much broke a lot of rules and ignored a lot. You know, everything was supposed to be computerized. Everything was supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, communicating with the parents, putting points in every day, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I just said, no, I'm going to keep my old school mm-hmm. grade book and I'll put stuff into the computer, you know, every three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'll let te- parents know why that is and why that matters. And, you know, what are you going to do, fire me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, but I know it, that's, that's easy to say and hard to do, but... It is, when you are having to answer to... Yeah to certain individuals where you're already a tier below yeah. somebody like you who gets to say that. Yeah. It just it really is. It's yeah. it's very very different. Yeah. And I don't know that fear is the right word. It's not necessarily fear. It really it's just exhausting to it, have to yeah. speak someone else's language all the time. Yeah. Or have to justify yours. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, justifying is mm-hmm. tiresome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I so yeah. again, it, 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 in the classroom, those were the spaces where I, I felt the most natural because I could talk about what made sense to me with the kids in terms yeah. of meaning and never felt yep. this pressure for yep. covering anything and things yep. like that. Yep. And I will give my prior district a lot of kudos in allowing that culture to exist. Yeah. As much as I would bitch about things, and yeah. everybody else would too, yeah. um, I had absolutely, wholeheartedly, the support that I was doing the right thing by the kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think one of the other related topics is just as people are very often not taught how to manage other people, mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're rarely taught how to, de- how to live inside institutions mm-hmm. that have structures and goals that don't jive with your own. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that? And, I, you know, you can role model that stuff with students and help them, help prepare them. Because almost everyone is going to work in, within some institution or another in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And 
um, teaching people how to be have integrity and still be a functioning member of an institution that doesn't agree with what you believe in mm -hmm. or how you're operating. And so if, if there's a rule and my students had to do something that I thought was inappropriate or put pressure on them for no good reason or wh whatever. Waste of time. It's just yeah. a checklist. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, here's what the rule is. If I were running the world, this is what I would do instead. Mm -hmm. But I'm not. Mm -hmm. And so we'll do this and we'll pay exactly what we have to to make this happen. And then we'll go back to doing what we're doing mm -hmm. so that you understand that's how you work inside an institution. You give people precisely what you have to if you disagree with them and don't volunteer for more. And whenever it's possible to do what you believe in, independently of that, you do that. And you figure out a balancing act that is a never-ending struggle because you can, you're constantly faced with pressure to not do what you believe in, mm -hmm. in any institution. Mm -hmm. I think it's universal. Right. Um, so it, so how, you know, how, how do we teach students how to do that? Right. By modeling it. And how do we teach students when to push back on the institution to, and how to, to bend it, it and in a productive it. way? Yes. How to how to mm -hmm. speak truth to power yes. is something that students should know. Absolutely. You know, yes. as citizens mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. I mean, if we if we're serious about teaching kids citizenship, we really have to um, include speaking truth to power as part of it. Um, absolutely. You know, because otherwise you're talking you're not talking about. Citizenship. You're talking about servility. You're talking about, mm -hmm. you know, subservience, mm -hmm. and um, they get plenty of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, and I've they seen, get well trained. Well, they do that. absolutely. And I've seen some of that surfacing in uh, Katie and Gary's work with their kids because mm -hmm. that idea of just speaking your truth mm -hmm. and then having them facilitate that in a productive conversation. Okay, you don't. It's not appropriate to just say this isn't meaningful. Let's talk about it. Yeah. What isn't resonating with you? Or yeah. what's triggered you to yeah. make you believe that? Yeah. The, let's surface what's yeah. really going on here. Yeah. And um, to be able to do those kinds of things in a math class is <laughs> incredible yeah, to me. It, yeah. It it's, doesn't matter what the topic is. I know that. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know. Yeah. But to be in a space where it's yeah. so accepted yeah. that it is binary. Yeah. It's this or this. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. the curriculum mm -hmm. is yeah. every... It's laid out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Traditionally. I mean, this is the outsider looking in. Again. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's But, it's but you know, great. so there, there are a bunch of things going on there. One is students having voice maybe for the first time in their lives. Yeah. It is role modeling, speaking truth to power. Mm -hmm. It is letting them know that this is a community and therefore... And it's not autocratic. Mm -hmm. And if it's going to be in any way democratic, I mean, I'm still running the show. I'm still making decisions that, you know, in an institution that has to happen. There needs to be a manager mm -hmm. if you're going to have a bunch of people doing mm -hmm. something. But that doesn't... Managing and, and autocracy don't, aren't the same thing. Mm -hmm. And for a teacher to role model that is a life lesson about how to live in this world, to mm -hmm. live in institutions, to work with bureaucracies, to deal with a, a government that makes bad decisions. Mm -hmm. you know, right. how, do you, how do you cope with those things? It's, it's just beautiful. Mm. Imagine if we were all doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll, keep, we'll keep trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
As many as, as one space at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Good talk. Yeah. As per usual. As per usual is right. I would like to thank my guest, Joan Gallagher, for joining me in this conversation, and I'd like to thank you for listening. If you would like to subscribe to this podcast, you can go to iTunes or any other platform where you get your podcasts and search for This Changes Everything. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give it a review as that helps spread the word. You can contact me directly at larrygeni at gmail.com. That's L-A-R-R-Y-G-E-N-I at gmail. If you're interested in diving deeper, you can also go directly to my website at www.geneconsulting.org. There, you'll find two books that I've written on these topics. They're freely available, along with some video clips of Classrooms at Work and a library of useful information for teachers. I hope you'll join me in upcoming episodes as we explore how to transform schools from the inside out. Thanks. Thanks.